Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Now streaming on Peacock. Deep in the woods stands a lone door. What's behind the door? Nightmares. Your worst nightmares. Time to fight your demons. Who are you? I'm a weapon. This girl is a cold soul killer. I'm gonna end this thing. Are you like the Terminator? The Girl in the Woods. A brand new series streaming now only on Peacock. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Yes, indeed, it is a Thursday here on Critical Thinking. Last show for me, I'm taking a long weekend, I'm having a little little fun, much needed fun after, uh, after a very long, long summer so far. But yeah, so last show for me, Pat, you're flying solo tomorrow for the Friday Fish Fry and uh, potentially also on Monday. With all of that having been said, um, we have a lot to get to on today's show. We're going to talk India COVID numbers. (coughs) We're going to talk Section 230-ish and uh, a bunch of other fun stuff coming your way. Pat, what have we talked about as the theme of our show in 2021? Uh, it really is a righteous resistance. The need for a righteous resistance, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to play you something. You tell me if this isn't about that life. I've got a text here from a sheriff in a small Texas town saying, we're passing an emergency declaration tonight at city council that no illegal immigrants can be released in the city of Uvalde per the CDC guidelines of countries on their list without a negative COVID test. And we have had our health authority write orders that give us the authority to have them government, border patrol and immigrants quarantined for 10 to 14 days. We have a crisis at our border and we're playing footsie with mask mandates in the people's house. I mean, it's absolutely absurd what this body is doing, the people's house. It's an embarrassment. It's a mockery. And the American people are fed up. They want to go back to life. They want to go back to business. They want to go back to school without their children being forced to wear masks, to be put in the corner, to have mental health issues. And we're running around here, and the speaker comes down here at 10 o'clock in the morning saying, we got to wear masks. 
in the people's house while we've got thousands of people pouring across our border and Democrats don't do a darn thing about it, heavily infected with COVID. We have the New York Times, okay, today. What a mess. CDC about to reverse on indoor masking for the vaccinated, quote unquote. This is some serious nanny state stuff that will only breed resentment. No kidding. Consider resentment being magnified right here in the floor of the House of Representatives. We are absolutely sick and tired of it, and so are the American people. This sham of an institution is doing nothing for the American people. Nothing for the betterment of the people that send their representatives here. I just met this morning with an organization that tries to take care of people for human trafficking. Met with an elected official from Mexico, while cartels are raping and pillaging and killing. And we have people infected with COVID coming across our southern border into Texas. And you all put masks, masks up front here, here on the people's house. We got to go around and see, okay, we can't come to the floor. I can't execute my constitutional duty unless I wear a mask. Which is it? Vaccines or masks? Do the vaccines work or they don't work? Do the masks work so they don't work? I'd like to know which it is. I'd like Dr. Fauci to come down and answer a single question about natural immunity. If you've been infected with a virus, do you have immunity? Or are they just going to go around poking people saying you must take a vaccine? Oh, but sorry, the vaccine doesn't work. You must wear a mask. This institution is a sham. Damn, Gina. Wow. What, Pat? Uh, it would help be helpful if you put your microphone on. Son of a... Okay. Uh, so I have a question here. Shut up. You know, you better, better get your kicks in now because you're not going to be able to get them in for like... Two days? Almost two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I have a question here. Mm-hmm. Why don't we have more Chip Roy's in Congress? That's a very good question. I think we have a few of them. Oh, I, I agree. There are a few. But the, the the problem is they are the few, not the many. There's there's the answer to your problem of of why the people's house is such a sham and why we're doing all of this stupid stupid stuff is that we don't have enough people that go in there and then represent their constituency like like a Chip Roy. We don't. We have people that go in there and they play footsies with their agendas and they couldn't care less until it's election time about what their constituents think. Oh, kind of like this, Pat. Hi, I'm Senator Mike Lee. Your medical decisions are private. They should never be mandated by the government. And they're important personal choices to be made by you in consultation with your doctor. As we make strides to beat the pandemic, let me share with you why I chose to get the COVID vaccine. I caught COVID back in October of 2020, and that's an experience that I hope not to repeat. I didn't want to get COVID again. And so after the miraculous development of the vaccines, and after consulting with my doctor, I decided that it'd be the best choice for me to get the vaccine. Now, this isn't always an easy decision, and we should all be gracious to those around us who may decide to do differently than we do. But I encourage you to talk to your doctor and determine the best course of action for yourself and your family. Okay. 
I'm going to preface this up front and just say that I have, I, I, I have respect for Mike Lee. I, I do. Um, he generally tries to do the right thing. That doesn't mean that he is 100% perfect. And this is, was a horrible, horrible thing to come out and do. And, and the reason why I say this is because I agree with him that vac- getting the vaccine is a very private. Getting the what? Very. Sorry, excuse me. Getting the therapeutic. <laughs> getting the therapeutic is a private decision that should be made between you, your doctor, and maybe some other members of your family. It's mm-hmm. none of my business, and I've said this before, it's none of my business whether or not you get the vaccine. Um, if I were to ever get the vaccine, I'm never going to say anything because it's my business, right? Um, I don't need to explain myself or anything like that. If I were to decide to go and get it, it's, it's my decision alone. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That said, Mike Lee used to be a much softer spoken chip Roy in the Senate. And for the most part, he probably still is. But this was a poor use of your political power to try to influence people to get the vaccine. Because that's what this ultimately ultimately is. He's kind of caving a little bit to the side of get the vaccine so that we can get life back to normal kind of a deal. Exactly. And what you basically saw there was um, Mike Lee trying to pull a Simone Biles on the balance. Basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what Pat didn't say is that um, <clears throat> I, Pat Oney, apologize for Mike Lee being my senator from the allegedly great state of Utah. Okay, let me let me let me clear this up. Um, I, Pat Oney, apologize for the senators Mitt Romney and apparently now Mike Lee for pushing the panic porn that is the panacea of the vaccine um, to get life back to normal. Um, That said, I still generally respect Mike Lee. I don't agree with everything he says and does. He generally does pretty good for the state of Utah, but this, this is not one of those times. Yes, this is definitely not one of these times, Cornelius. Did you really, really just call me Cornelius? I didn't. <laughs> um, then, then who you be calling Cornelius there, brah? I didn't come up with it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. No, our, no. <clears throat> you can thank the river fish for that. Oh, oh! I did see that. I did see that this morning. Mm-hmm. See, that's not me that he that he sent over. That is that is my great 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 grandpappy. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that movie's old enough for, to have been probably your great grandfather. <laughs> probably. Uh, for those that don't know what you're talking about, you really want to go check it out on Twitter. Follow so. at the cop and show at the Pat Oni show to see what just went down. And probably at the river fish. Correct. Bedroom 13. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go, go follow all of those on the socials. Now, Pat, 
what we saw from Chip Roy is part of the path of righteous resistance, right? That we have talked about for the better part of 2021. Now, it is the path of standing up, right? It is the it is the the step of resisting, of actually resisting, because he's probably going to face a twenty five hundred dollar fine um, for not wearing a mask on the floor of the the people's house. But he asked a very important question, and the the question is if the vaccines were the panacea, excuse me, the therapeutics. But I'm going to use their terminology here because it matters, right? They believe these things to be the panacea. It will stop you from getting sick and and um, everything will be right with, with the world if you just got the jab, right? If everybody just lines up and takes it, right? The entire United States wouldn't have anything to worry about. We'd be fine. Nobody would die. Um, we wouldn't get cases of COVID-19, Okay. Except for that's not working because we know the vast majority of the adult population, at least in most states, it's over 60% of the adult population have gotten the jab or jabs. And we're seeing case numbers beginning to rise. Now, what is the reason we're seeing case numbers rise according to the experts? Um, would it be the, uh, the Delta scariant? Yes. The Delta variant. And now Pat, yesterday we brought up something. Where again was the, uh, Delta variant from? Um, it would be from India and it was originally known as the India variant. So is that the state that's next to Illinois? No, that's Indiana. Oh, you mean the, the, the country with the like country four times India. the population of the United States? Yes. Okay. The one, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. The one that's like right next to China. Okay. Yeah. Now, now I have a question for you. Is India currently ravaged with COVID-19? Mm, no. Has India been ravaged with COVID-19... In June, were, were they? Maybe a little bit, but no, ultimately no. May? Mm, yes. Partially, like very beginning of May. Yeah, I was going to um, say. Yeah, now, now again, they have four times the population of the mm-hmm. United States of America. Uh-huh. Okay. So I have a good question for you. If we were to do actual science and data analysis, right? And actually, I don't know, do the job that we are supposed to do and figure out the truth. Correct me if I'm wrong, but a place with four times the amount of people that live here in the United States would be a good case study for what to perhaps do, not do, what the uh, variant does or doesn't do what it looks like, all of those things, correct? Um, 
Well, that would depend on who you ask, but uh, a sane person would probably say yes. Okay. What are we doing here in the United States of America right now when it comes to the Delta variant? Allegedly. What, oh my where gosh, are we panic, panic. Wear, wear a mask, social distance, lock everything down. Okay. Yeah. So... I'm going to run some stuff by you here. Okay. What if I told you that India's experience with the Delta variant tells us maybe four different things? I might believe you. Okay. It is largely an attenuated version of COVID-19, meaning it has a much higher transmissibility, a much lower fatality rate. And for most people, you don't even know you have it because you get a runny nose and a little bit of a cough. And it seems like you just have a regular cold. And we're talking like 99.9% of the people that get it. This is what happens to them. Now, what if I also told you the country of India at the time that all of this was going on was only 3% vaccinated? Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, that that can't be true. You know why that can't be true? Because everyone's pushing the vaccine and, and, and India is a democracy that, that would, that would have the common sense to push that vaccine and make sure that their people get vaccinated. There's no way that they're only at 3%. If they are, they're fudging those numbers. Okay. So let's say that they are fudging those numbers. What would be the purpose of fudging those numbers? Um, Cause I'm about to get into uh, why that wouldn't make sense, but I want want you to know that as of the time that we're talking about in April and May, they were at about 3% vaccination rate Mm -hmm. today. It's around 6%. They're one of the lowest vaccinated countries in the world. Correct. Mm -hmm. According to their numbers. So they, they would probably have to, um, fudge those numbers then right because because why why tell the truth on those numbers exactly Here's the thing. why 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 would you why would you fudge being the lowest reported vaccinated country in the world but mm-hmm. then have had been ravaged by covid-19 and then and then all of a sudden you know, having really having much lower numbers than you had just a few months ago. Why would why would you lie about the two? They they don't reconcile. Mm-hmm. Now, Pat, can you do me a favor as I as I talk here? Can uh-huh. you look up the uh, number of COVID cases and deaths in India today and in March? Mm, can you yep. do that for me? Okay. So while you're doing that out in Radio Land, I want you to hear this. Okay. The Indian Council of Medical Research, ICMR, recently conducted a fourth nationwide serological test, finding that 67.6% of those over the age of six years old in June and July 
had antibodies, including 85% of healthcare workers. So again, antibodies meaning you have had the virus, meaning you have some sort of natural immunity. It depends on how severe, what variant, all of those things, right? So we can't speak to exactly how immune you would be to any new variant. But the last test, Pat, was done in December and January, the last study done by the ICMR, finding that just 24.1% of individuals over the age of six had antibodies in the country of India. Okay, so... India also has had what, Pat, in their mix of things that they're doing to prevent COVID-19? Can you guess? Um, I'm assuming they've, they've had mask mandates? Bingo. Mm-hmm. Strict mask wearing mandates, especially amongst the healthcare workers. I want you to think about this. Excuse me, my uh, throat is a little dry here. But how is it possible that 85% of healthcare workers, if they've all been wearing masks, have detectable antibodies to COVID-19? If masks worked, if masks were the panacea, then they shouldn't be getting COVID-19, right? Um, it, at 67.6%, of those over the age of six with with detectable antibodies in the entire country of India, four times the population of the United States, hmm. with at the time 3% vaccination rate. Now, Pat, let me, this is where you come in. <clears throat> at the height of the Delta Scariant in India, Mm-hmm. What were the daily case numbers, or maybe the seven-day rolling average? Um, so the the seven. Okay, so here here's as of May eighth, because this is about the highest point that they you know had case numbers. Okay, mm-hmm. the total amount of new case numbers for that day was four hundred and three thousand four or four four and three thousand four hundred five, and then the seven-day average was 391,232. That was May 8th. Okay. Okay. What is it today? Today, July, well, so this only goes up to July 26th. Mm-hmm. So this is a couple of days behind. Okay. Yep. So so today's new case count is 29,689. The seven-day average is 38,090. It is on the is on the downward trend. I should point out. Would you also like the death count just for kicks? Sure. While you're at it. Okay. So at the height of their death count, which would have been about May 18th, according to this. Mm-hmm. Okay. The daily death count was 4,529 with a seven day average of 4,150. Fast forward to today or Rather, July twenty seventh, the 
deaths were at 640 with a rolling seven-day average of 506. Um, if I'm doing some quick mental math correctly here, Pat, uh-huh. what you're telling me is there's about a 90% decrease in case numbers. You damn skippy. How is that possible if they're not being vaccinated? Again, using the terminology of the other side here, because I think it's important, again, to use it how they are using it. You must understand how they use it and then must combat it. How is that possible? How? Um, well, see, I, I think I pointed, was it yesterday I pointed this out? From what I understand of the Delta Scariant, and yes, I call it a Scariant because it's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And in what I think what uh, um, our friend Daniel Horowitz pointed out was... The Delta Scariant is more contagious, so that's that's why you would see this huge increase in case numbers all of a sudden, which is kind of like what we're seeing here. But if you're not seeing a huge rise in death numbers and you're continuing to see that decline, it translates into, while this is maybe more transmissible and more contagious, it's also less deadly. Right, but again, if you don't have the vaccine, quote-unquote... Oh, I see what you're saying. <clears throat> so if you don't have the vaccine, um, does it matter? Because here's here's the thing. You can still get COVID even under this therapeutic. And by the way, Lamar Jackson, quarterback for the my Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. has gotten COVID for a second time. Didn't he get it in like October or November last year? Yeah. And I believe he's also been vaccinated. So... Wait a minute. Well, I'm glad you vaccine- brought that up. I'm glad you brought all of this up, um, Pat. I, I really am. We're running out of time here in the first half of the show, but I want to get into these numbers, okay? Because they do uh-huh. matter. But right. before we leave, I want you to, to understand something. What India did is they used actual therapeutics like ivermectin. That's what they did. And they're... Case numbers fell off a cliff, and they fell off a cliff fast. Like within a month, it went back to normal, if you will. Fell off of a cliff. Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. American Pride Roasters, bringing peace and love to the world, one delicious cup of coffee at a time. Hey, it's Brad Staggs before his morning coffee. <laughs> Oh my! Coffee. And this is Brad Stubbs after his morning coffee. AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Historically great coffee. 
Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past two years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-803-2142. 800-803-2142. That's 800-803-2142. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. Patrick Henry was a loud, distrustful malcontent. And so are we. Mojo Five O. Entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome back into Critical Thinking. Do not forget you can become a critical thinker by going to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. a month gets you this show exclusively. So, you know, you can see us instead of just hear us. Or if you would like to listen live, you can do that. iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Mojo50.com. However you would like that to go down. All right. So, Pat, when we last left off, we were talking about how in the hell did a country that at the time was 3%, now it's 6%, so a 100% increase, but still one of the worst rates of vaccination in the world. How in the hell is it possible that they saw their case numbers fall off of a cliff to the point where it's in a country as large as they are, basically statistically insignificant, right? That's what it is. Now, The reason why this matters, what are some of the most vaccinated countries in the world? And again, I'm using vaccine in the terminology of the other side here. Um, Well, number number two, I believe, is uh, Israel. Number one, I believe, is the UAE. Correct. So. And then we have the UK inside the top five, right? Right. Mm -hmm. What do you think the death rate is in India compared to those countries? It's much smaller. One-sixth of the death rate of the United States of America and the United Kingdom and less than one-half of that of the country of Israel. Hmm. With a 6% vaccination rate. Now, I'm no epidemiologist. I'm no virologist. I'm no evolutionary biologist, right? But I'm at least 
able to compute basic information. And I am a professionally trained data analyst. And I'm pretty sure that if I were to analyze this data, something isn't adding up. There is no correlation or causation between the vaccine, quote unquote, and death. There is none. What I would argue, it turns out, is that there might actually be something that we have to explore. And that something is that natural immunity. I'm not saying I know what herd immunity numbers would actually look like. But what I am saying is that there might be a relational experience between natural immunity developing inside your population and its ability to lessen death rates, hospitalization rates, and all of those things. Because, <clears throat> well, Andrew, um, this is a third world poor country in India. They would they would ha- have incentive, right, to doctor up these numbers or maybe not present them the same way as everybody else is, okay, right? But what two countries, well, three countries, that I just spoke about, which one of those three countries isn't trusted with the numbers? Um, India. Right, but the United States, the United Kingdom, and Israel. Okay? Mm-hmm. All of those countries are. Right? So why are they trusted and India is not? Well, see, we we can verify, trust but verify, right, as we're told by the left about 25 years ago. The latest data from the United Kingdom shows that the case fatality rate for the Delta variant, guess what it is, Pat? Uh, Is it low? I'm going to say it's probably low. Yes, it's low. How Hmm. low? Less than 1%. Yes. 0.2%. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, the raw data shows that since May 1st, there have been approximately 1,300 deaths in the United Kingdom out of roughly 1.1 million confirmed cases. Now, those are just confirmed cases. The likely infection fatality rate is much lower. Why? Because, again, the very first thing that I mentioned here was what? Those individuals who have gotten the Delta variant and even the people studying the Delta variant call it an attenuated virus, meaning it doesn't present massive issues. The likely infection fatality rate is much lower because people are thinking they don't have it and they're not going and getting tested. They're not doing those things because why in the hell if you had a cold right if you had a runny nose and maybe a little bit of a tickle in your throat why would you go get a test why you shouldn't now what is also happening here is that the guardian is reporting that based on data from the app based zo covid symptom study the symptoms being reported are mainly headaches and a runny nose <clears throat> 
again, why the hell pop some Advil, make sure you take some cold medicine. There you go. Right. Get plenty of sleep, you know, all that stuff. Now, if you look at the charts from Scotland, right. Um, if you, if, I, I wish I could pull this up visually for everybody, but basically what you are seeing is this. If you can see this, you are seeing a massive spike up and then a, a precipitous drop right down. It looks like a mountain, right? Like you would see not hills and valleys, but huge peaks and huge valleys. Now, in Israel, how many deaths have happened in the country of Israel today? As of um, today, almost the end of July, how many? Uh, without having looked it up, I'm going to also say it's fairly low. It's 20. Mm. How many of them were vaccinated individuals? I'm going to say almost all of them. 15 of 20. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? Well, um, the, the therapeutic doesn't work the way everyone thinks it does. Specifically, in, in, in the case of Israel, the Pfizer therapeutic, because that's the only one that they've taken. Yeah. Now, um, in terms of case numbers, Pat, because I can argue that case numbers don't matter when you're talking about the therapeutic. Right? I can make that argument because that's not the point of the therapeutic. The point of the therapeutic is to prevent death and to prevent um, other things. Hospitalization specifically. Right. So now, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Now, what we're seeing out of Israel, I want, I'm going to present you to two different stats. What do you think the efficacy of the vaccine is right now in Israel, the Pfizer vaccine? The numbers um, that they're able to, to gather. I'm guessing it's probably over 90%. Oh, hell no. No? Okay. Is it below 50%? 42% efficacy okay. right now. Why are you taking the jab? Okay. Um, now, so how they break them out in Israel is a 10-year age group. So 20 to 29, 30 to 39, you know, so forth and so on, right? What percentage of all of those 10 age groups all the way from 80 to 89 so the one two three four five six seven groups right how many of them have more cases in the unvaccinated versus vaccinated population how many of them out of seven Mm, is it seven you would be wrong damn it is zero of seven have more cases of unvaccinated people versus vaccinated people. Now, to be fair, Israel has way more percent vaccinated than unvaccinated, right? Right. But here's the problem. In the 20 to 29 age group, the percent of cases amongst the vaccinated is 78% the percent of the population in that age group that is vaccinated is 79%. This is the exact opposite of what we're being told here in the United States 
pull back to 99.5% of all deaths and hospitalizations are amongst the unvaccinated. No. Israel is telling us something very different with the Pfizer vaccine. And why is this important? Because there are three things coming down the pipeline, Pat. Mm. Number one, we're seeing all these stupid mandates coming back here in the United States. Right. Number two, we have been told that the vaccine, a.k.a. the therapeutic, has at least six, eight, 12 months of, if you get it, you're not going to, your chances of getting sick are much less likely. Your chances of getting it are much less likely, correct? Right. This Israeli study, because Israel was so fast to get these vaccines into the arms of of their population, right? Mm-hmm. We are now six, seven, eight months out mm-hmm. of these vaccines. And we're starting to see the efficacy of the vaccine. Again, therapeutic for us, but vaccine for this group of people. We are that far out. We are now seeing it drop off a cliff. And now we're seeing a lot of these people getting sick. So it turns out that this rushed therapeutic is not doing exactly what it was scheduled to do. Now, it is important that we note that, yes, it is true. So far, we're seeing a decoupling of cases from hospitalizations and deaths. Everywhere that this study is being done, that is what we are seeing. That is some good news. But here's the problem. The other piece of news is that it turns out in Israel, if you didn't get vaccinated, you have a much greater chance of not dying. So, so wait a minute, wait a minute. Israel's pushed the Pfizer vaccine into their people's arms, right? Like the, the second most high, the second highest country in the world to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Here we are pushing mandates and vaccinations and one of those vaccinations that we're pushing is the Pfizer vaccine, but yet here we are have Israel still getting sick mm-hmm. and they're the second highest one in the world. So wait a minute. Why in the hell, if, 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 if the Pfizer vaccine is so effective, why in the hell are we still pushing that here? Now I can present you another really good piece of evidence. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know this tiny island called Gibraltar? Do you know it? I've heard of it, yeah. Okay. They fully vaccinated every single eligible citizen by April of this year. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Two and a half months later, not even six, eight, ten months after the vaccine. Mm-hmm. They have the third highest per capita rate of infection of COVID-19 on the planet. Eighty percent of all cases in the past two days as of July seventeenth of this month. Eighty percent of cases amongst the vaccinated. They vaccined one vaccinated, not vaccined, vaccinated one hundred percent of their eligible population. The 80% of cases in the past two days being amongst the vaccinated tells you two things. One, as they opened up for travel again, after Mm -hmm. all these vaccines were put into the arms of every single person that lived there, 
that once they started mixing and mingling, that it turns out that the therapeutic didn't really prevent cases from happening amongst the vaccinated like we thought it would. You know, so again, the prevalency, the efficacy of these vaccines were supposed to be 90, 95%, right? Right. So that maybe you'd see five, maybe 10% of cases being amongst the vaccinated. Okay, 80% is not 10%. No. So I have, I have a question here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, have we seen, have we seen for Gibraltar specifically, case numbers went up, but have we seen the death numbers stay about the same or if not get lower? I haven't looked into that part of it yet. I, I would, cause I would imagine that is the case. I'm not going to say it is or one way or the other, but here, here's, here's kind of my point of where I'm going with this is if, if we are still seeing a rise in cases and, and you know, the vaccine's not doing its job and in, in keep keeping the case count low, but it's keeping the death count and the hospitalizations rate rates lower than what they ever were before. Why in the hell are we still using the metric of case numbers? We shouldn't be. Exactly. Shouldn't be. Case numbers don't mean anything. They don't. We should have been from the very get go looking at hospitalization and death numbers to make our case for public policy now just you wait because there's more there's more cyprus also has a very similar situation going on if you needed more right i i, I just i i oh, it, it, every single thing that we have points to all of the things that we are doing to be wrong We should have learned from India that the best course of action is to allow ourselves to be to get antibodies as a larger population, be able to preventively take some medications like ivermectin or azithromycin along with uh, hydroxychloroquine and some zinc and, and do the things that help us build immunity. And then once you know, we are introduced to new variants, the ability for that variant to infect us severely lessens because natural immunity will always beat vaccinated immunity. You can't substitute for natural immunity. Now, that being said, I would highly encourage those that are in vulnerable populations to to take the risk of the vaccine, right? I right. would. We both, mm-hmm. Because you still, at 42% efficacy, have a better chance of taking the vaccine and not dying than not taking the vaccine and dying, right? It, so, again, we, we're not saying this as a one-size-fits-all. But in terms of our public policy... Why are we, as the United States of America, going through the exercise that we just saw in the United States Congress, the halls of Congress, suddenly masking and all these other bullcrap mandates amongst the vaccinated, by the way? Why are we seeing the CDC beginning to recommend all of this? Why? Well, folks, um, as you might notice here, if you're watching, um, um, it's just me. It's me, Andrew Coppins. Um, uh, uh, 
apparently the authorities, um, the powers that be, um, didn't like Pat's beard. And they also didn't like Pat's speech. And um, he's been swept away. I, I, I don't know what exactly happened, but uh, Pat is not here. Um, so we're going to continue the show solo. Um, but the, the point that I'm trying to make here is that none of our public policy is making sense when you actually dive into evidence, when you when you do what you're supposed to do in critical thinking. Take a hypothesis, test it. If it doesn't work, why? Get new evidence, make sense of it, um, and, and figure stuff out, right? But there's there's another question that we must answer when it comes to all of this. And that question is, why? Why are they not paying attention to the information that India has been able to give us, right? About the idea that maybe natural immunity is a thing that we should look for. Um, number two, that the virus is going to virus. And number three, that you don't need vaccines, aka therapeutics, to help you prevent or help you chase down new variants. What you actually need are real therapeutics, real preventative measures, and more importantly, early intervention measures. Things like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine with azithromycin and zinc, things that have actually proven, and we're not talking remdesivir. We're not. We need actual things that matter and have proven to have some efficacy. And if we don't do that, we're going to be in trouble. That's the reality here. Why? Well, I want you to think about what is happening right now in the United States of America. We are seeing what? Mask mandates. We're seeing allegations of potentially forced vaccination, vaccine passports, all of these sorts of things, right? Um, we're going to see restrictions on indoor um, dining and all this other junk coming back here. So like Chip Roy was saying, the vaccine works or it doesn't. The mask works or it doesn't. You can't have it both ways. I would also argue that what if neither of them work? What do you do? We should be allowing our population to get those therapeutics readily, easily, safely, quickly, and in an orderly fashion. So we don't see rushes on these medications. We don't see rationing of these medications. But we should be able to consult with our doctors and decide what course of action might be smart. Like if you're feeling sick, should you go to a hospital, get a test, and then what? Or should you be able to say, you know what, I'm not feeling the best. Let me take some ivermectin, which is, by the way, 100% safe to use as a therapeutic. Those are things that we should be able to discuss amongst our doctors and ourselves. But those discussions can't happen because the powers that be have deemed that not to be a recommended course of action. And now we're seeing the CDC. If you are vaccinated, you now must mask up indoors. Why? Right? Why? The answer to that is something you're not going to like. Because again, what we have seen time and again throughout this last year 
is that actual data analysis, actual science, actual use of scientific method has never mattered in any of this, has never mattered once in any of this. What has mattered is figuring out how much control can they possibly get over your lives. So now there's a new variant out there. But check this out. What we know about the variant is that it lasts for about a month, month and a half at most, maybe two months, right? We see a quick spike and a quick drop, okay? Well, how long are they putting these mandates on for? They're putting them on now as we see the rise, right? Well, why would they be doing that? To take the credit for the fall. Because if they can take the credit for the fall, what happens next? They can declare victory. That's the shiny object, right? That you are going to go nuts over. And rightfully so, because it is bonk. It isn't based in science. It isn't true that any of these measures that they're about to take are going to matter one iota. But it's about a second less shiny object that you need to be paying attention to. Because if you allow them to declare victory based off of the things that they did, they're now going to push forward with even more Jacronian things when things go bad a second time. Every single time that something goes wrong and you allow them to gain more control over the freedom of you. And we're not talking about the freedom of speech necessarily, although that can be something that they might try to quell. I am talking about the freedom of you making choices that are best for you. The more that you allow them to do that to you, take that freedom away from you, allow them to control you as a person, the more they're going to do it. And that's not a left-right scenario. That's not a all left-wingism is, is the only thing that's going to do this. It's about those that are in power. Left, right, center, don't matter. Those that are in power that want more authority over you as a person, they're going to continue to push the button until things like what Chip Roy did Maybe that's the tip of the spear. Say, oh, hell no. How many of you have done that? How many of you just sat there and said, you know what? I'm going to play by the rules because I want to get along to go along. And admittedly, I have done that, right? Going to the grocery store, wearing a mask until they lifted the mask mandate. All of those types of things. Everybody is guilty of it. I'm not pointing fingers at any one person without pointing fingers at myself. But I ask you, where are you willing to resist? Where are, what is the line in the sand for you? That's the important question that you must answer. Because if you don't, they're going to take it all. And before you know it, the, the thing that we talked about two weeks ago, the, that seven out of the ten pillars of Marxism by Karl Marx, seven of those ten already exist here in America. 
If you want 10 out of 10, before you know it, the snap of a finger, we are not a democracy, aka republic, anymore. We cease to be a democracy, using again the terms of the other side here. We're just a kleptocracy. We just are at that point in time. We have a bunch of oligarchs. We have a bunch of businesses, a bunch of government officials working in tandem together, not to the betterment of our society, but to the betterment of their power. And you let it happen to yourself. So over the course of the next week, two weeks, here's what I'm going to encourage you to do as a society. Sit down with your family, your wife, your husband, your, uh, you know, your kids, or maybe if you don't have kids, sit down with other family members if you live in the same area and have serious discussions amongst yourselves as to what you are willing to do, what the consequences of those actions may be. And this is why we talk about a step in the path of righteous resistance being forming coalitions or fellowship, excuse me, forming fellowships and not coalitions. A fellowship of your family, of your friends, that you're willing to support each other, that you're willing to go to the ends of the earth for each other in this resistance. Because it is vitally important that we do resist what is coming down the pipeline. Otherwise, there ain't no coming back from it. None. Absolutely none. And with that, please be smart, be safe, be kind. As always, Matthew 547. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.